0: Here are your hosts, Tim Lyons and Randy Angston. All right. Welcome back to the Built to Grow podcast on this special Whiskey Wednesday episode. I'm joined today by the distiller of destiny, Mm -hmm. Randy Angston, with the bourbon in hand.
1: Blanton's bourbon.
0: For all my whiskey drinkers, tell me what y'all think of Blanton's. This is... um, it's a very interesting, the bottle price online or whatever is like 50 bucks. It's not a crazy expensive bottle of bourbon, but it's so rare that you can't find it for less than a hundred bucks. Supply and demand, take that to your gym business. No. <laughs> yeah. Supply and demand. So we got this massive delivery and, uh Thank you. We ended up being Shauna, Shauna the Tax Goddess, sent us over uh, five bottles. She finished the so little little a hist- little historic little golden nugget for everybody in every Blanton's bottle. They're they're in Kentucky and they're all about horse racing. Each bottle, like lid or whatever the cork that goes in it, has a different letter and a different like version of the horse. So mm-hmm. the horse is running. So it's like a jockey on the ho- or whatever. It's a horse. And you you spell out B-L-A-N-T-O-N-S and then you send those in, you get this placard thing and it's super cool. It's very hard to get all the letters, but we got them all now. Thanks, Tashana. We're connoisseurs of whiskey and our friends know it. Yeah. Gosh, for Christmas, guys, I got so much whiskey. <laughs> it's great. So now we got to tap into it. So we got a special Whiskey Wednesday. I think this is going to be a great episode. But before we dive into that, I want to talk about our automation course that's uh, out at cla com. That's the really step-by-step approach to how we build our client lifecycle automations inside of Keep and how you can do it for yourself. If you haven't been able to get to a workshop, uh, by the way, if you do come to a workshop, you get the course as part of that, kind of as a gift, as a bonus. Yeah, we have a like a tiered system, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's out. But uh, yeah, changing lives one gym owner at a time. Yeah, giving a lot of time back on top of making more money yeah, in the process. Yeah, the automation. So- So this episode's great because uh, just before over in the green room, which is in my other (laughs) office, we were were talking about uh, identity, the identity of the gym and who you serve and how that how that plays into everything that you do and why or how, you know, sometimes you get stuck in the trap of trying to be everything to everybody and trying to serve everybody. And you made mention of uh, Andy Frisella and, you know, tell me what you, tell me what you said. Yeah, about so
1: Andy is somebody who I just resonate with. I mean, he delivers business information with a no bullshit attitude. Yeah, he goes straight just, to the point. You know, yeah. like he could be ruthless with it, but I respect it. One of the first things I remember years ago when I was first introduced to Andy was serve the 49%. The second you and your business try to cater to 50% of the people or 51%, you've, you're already changing who you are what you do interesting in and in the the client that's that's emphatically willing to ride or die do whatever for you and your your belief, like the forty nine percent are your clientele that are gonna be there no matter what. They believe in the mission. They believe in the statement. They believe in the products. They believe in all of
0: it. So by, by 49%, he's probably meaning the the niche or the, min- yeah, the minority, exactly, exactly, not the majority. Right? Yeah,
1: don't try to cater to everybody. Not okay? to the majority, to you the know, minority. For, for Andy, and just for the sake of conversation, right? Supplement superstore, supplement warehouse, first form nutrition, supplement company. Yep. Okay? If he were to, to cater to or change his products to be 100% vegan or 100% something just to, just to provide a solution for potentially everybody, everybody yeah. he'd lose those that are inf- like Die-hards. the diehard fans of those products. Very true. And so as entrepreneurs and business owners, we, when, when things come up, it's easy to be either attracted by the, the shiny ball or to want to provide and help, which is a natural, like you want to provide mm-hmm. a solution for somebody who's asking for help. Sure. But just because somebody is coming to you looking for a solution to them, you might be that fix. You as a business owner might, sometimes there's a benefit to telling somebody no. Well,
0: here's a great example. We we had a, a couple come in mm-hmm. and they were from out of town, New York, paying high dollar for, for personal training, like one-on-one. One-on-one, yeah. They, they wanted it. They yeah. wanted it. Hey, can you provide, well, pay, it was like, I don't know, like 140 bucks a session. We just- as much as I hated to do it, I was like, you know, we're just not get fit for you because that's not what we do here. Exactly. And I would t- tell you most gym owners would figure out a way to take the one on one client, but then it would disrupt other things. And so that's a great example. I've that.
1: I've made, you know, growing up and being in sales and being in business, the the adage of take the money and figure it out later. I, I can respect that to a degree. If it changes who you are, how you operate in the in the operations of the business, it's not the right it's not worth it. It's not worth it. There so, is, there's a fine line. There's a
0: give and take. So let's get into the gym business as a, as a whole and, and really who, who are you serving? And so I think, I think I want to just kind of run through some examples that we were talking about before. Like, so for instance, if you're, you know, and there's plenty of gyms out there do youth, youth performance. Youth so, so there's, 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 there's like red line and velocity and D1. And there's, and of course, there's the one-off gyms yep. that are doing sports performance in your gym if that's your your ticket if that's your jam then we need to talk about everything that goes into being that person so the local soccer clubs banners hanging in your facility to you being out at the at the the games for your you know yeah. your students to everything in that facility should resonate with the youth athlete the equipment the music how you talk your website your mission statement and everything needs to go into it. And then, as soon as you start shifting and like, well, we should do that, but then also maybe do some adult stuff and then maybe do a boot camp here and there, like then it starts to change. It gets muddy. It gets muddy. And you start going to, like you said, the 51%, and you start trying to cater to everybody. Now I will tell you this. I will tell you this. The sports performance places out there listening right now, you're probably like, "Well, my <laughs> yeah, my, yep. my business is so cyclical, I have to backfill." That's probably the one of the few reasons in fitness. Maybe, but there's a but there's may, a very yeah. easily
1: defined difference between that within that business. You could do that. We've done this with coach with uh-huh. our clients, you uh-huh. know what I mean? Yes, in a situation with youth, sport, youth sports performance because of some of the trends, yep. because of some of the utilization, even the utilization throughout a day. Yep right? Student athletes are prime more often than not, they're in school during a normal work week, right? Yep. Or and on so, season, off season. Exactly. exactly. So you can't always cater to that. There are exceptions, I guess, right? Yep. There are ways to plug and make the but, best. But yourself. I'll tell
0: you like the velocities and d they that's it. They just do mm-hmm. sports performance and they live and die. That's their thing. That's their 49%. And so- and
1: maybe maybe they're able to do it with a, even the general aging population outside of, let's say, youth Athletes, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you start to find more of the athletic gen pop population. And so the training is the same. It's just you can you can fill the utilization, your right. downtime with adults looking to train the same way.
0: That 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 is a way to do it. So let's talk about other brands out there. Let's talk about that that kind of like boot campy. So maybe you're a boot camp model. Cool. I mean, we got plenty of stuff to say about that single service sure. model, but but let's just talk about the brand and the identity. Of that. Maybe that's the 20s and 30-year-old kind of clientele. Well, guess what happens? Your Facebook page photos need to, to reflect Represent that. that yep. The way you do your face, Facebook lives and Instagram page to reflect what resonates with the 20 and 30-year-olds, the music, the colors, the damn logo, if we're really getting deep into it. Yeah. Your programming, your everything that goes into that, that's what you need to be. And then if you start saying, well we should bring some barbells in here and do that and you know and kind of run that kind of thing for some some of the guys and then then it gets muddy again exactly. here, here we are another brand that that sticks out in my head is is mark fisher mark fisher fitness if anybody that doesn't know mark fisher uh new york uh broadway scene, his kind of gym popped up i don't know his whole story but i'll just kind of give you what i i'll butcher a little bit of this a lot of the broadway drama like the the actors and actresses of that and they were training those types of individuals and so that whole vibe of the whatever you want to call it unicorns and rainbows and everything going on in his gym and his music that caters to that sure. and he's all in on that beautiful and, which yeah. makes it freaking awesome right yeah. and then you've got you know other brand like talk about well even well, go back to curves memory they're gone mm-hmm. but but their cur- curves was for the 50 Plus woman that mm-hmm. just wanted to do a circuit, they're all in on that, so wh-
1: no, but yeah, it's knowing your avatar client, the people that want to be spending money with you, mm-hmm. you double down like like know that it's really funny, you can just picture the situation, you know, like when you serve a niche consciously or subconsciously, you start to attract more of the same, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, people that resonate people because because it's not only necessarily what you're doing but it's the clients'. That are paying you, who are they connected with? who are the people in their circles? who are they hanging out with outside of right. the facility? Sure more often than not the same it's, a, it's, a, it's an individual who looks a lot like that individual. Yeah. I mean from a marketing standpoint, that's a benefit of a lookalike audience. that's a benefit of like the data and manipulating well, not manipulating, but utilizing Facebook's algorithms to go serve more of the same of right? the same.
0: So just head on over real quick to semiprivatepro dot com slash btg to check out a demo for yourself. Well, so let's talk about some of the traps that fall into place when you start going. I guess we're talking about the fifty-one percent. Like mm-hmm. we're going into that. We're trying to service the majority. Like, tell me some of the traps while well, you while you slide the
1: while we share some more whiskey. Um. Well, obviously you start to lose your. Let's take this back before we get into when you necessarily. Or YouTube listeners, (laughs) or YouTube followers, I guess, understood that whole process. Before you get into kind of knowing your niche and knowing, maybe it's before you even open your doors, your core values and your brand promise Mm -hmm. are going to start to establish who your clientele is. Equinox did not get into business. With the, the focus on months. on the, the active aging fat loss crew, right? They're there for the young, aesthetic, drip, hip, you know what I mean, hip. Yeah, exactly. But they knew that going in. Mm-hmm. So once, you, once you've established kind of your beliefs as, as a business owner, what you got into business to serve, you don't just get into, well, you shouldn't just jump into a business without understanding who you want to cater to. Mm-hmm. And if you are stepping into fitness, thinking that you provide a solution for anybody who's looking for, quote unquote, fitness as a solution, dig a little deeper. You know, look at the people that are spending money with you. Are they fat loss? Are they interested in fat loss? Are they interested in aesthetics and bodybuilding and competing? Are they well, this, whole this, health?
0: This goes into the whole niching down. Yeah. So niches, n- niche for the riches, niching for the riches. And, and I'll We're give you up. a great example for the medical field. If you look at who gets paid the most in the medical field, I love that, uh, yeah. that analogy. You look at the general practitioner yep. who services anybody that comes in to the now niche specialist heart surgeon neurosurgeons yeah yeah. or brain surgeon Mm -hmm. that's they only work on brains or they only work on hearts or the pulmonary specialist they only work on the the lungs Mm -hmm. those are the guys making the money those are the guys making the money not the general practitioner okay and there's a big difference i know in the grand scheme of things you look at a general practitioner that's maybe been in business for 30 years and you look at them as very successful you take that what that guy makes versus what a neurosurgeon Different worlds, so and that goes back to the business. Mm-hmm. Your gym like, if you're gonna be bodybuilding, go all in bodybuilding, go Metro Flex, right? Is that <laughs> Met- Metro? Yeah, is it Metro Flex out here? Or is or that just- the name of the brand, Metro Flex?
1: Yeah, the gym, right? Yeah, yeah, there's a gym, Metro Flex. At- is it Metro? Metro, yeah. Why are we- I'm spacing. That's like, yeah, That's. I'm pretty sure that's like we're even like
0: the branch warrens and those guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Be that, be all in bodybuilding. If you're going to be sports performance, be all sports performance, you know? And it doesn't have to be one of those franchises, but it could be you like your brand.
1: Well, and and I think most of those situations, it's probably pretty obvious that you're sitting in those wheelhouses. I think for the general, the the gen pop gym or the gen pop personal training studio, Understanding the difference between metabolic conditioning as your, maybe that's where the majority of your clients are, what they're doing and what they want out of your facility versus the the few maybe or however in your business that you're serving that are interested in strength and Mm -hmm. aesthetics and the whole body composition factor. You know, both of those can play, again, in a multi... F- service like multi-service facility sure, right yeah. those are easy transitions you're still catering to primarily a general population sure. but even within that like understand is it is the language in everything that you're doing you know is it to the the mom with two kids married with disposable income or is it to the executive who's showing up every day on his lunch break because he wants to yeah you know maximize his time and yep. utilize there is data, there is evidence in your business on where you should be putting your marketing thoughts, dollars, yep. processes. This all might of be that. a
0: good chance for you to kind of revisit that. Yeah, maybe that is. So maybe if you're using, a... so if you're using Kismet, which we recommended several episodes ago, you and you're using MindBody or the ones, one of the softwares they integrate with, you're gonna be able to pull some demographic data, the age groups, at least that, the the gender, at least that, as well as the zip codes, at least that. That gives you a great spot. Mm-hmm. Then you start looking at who's spending the most money with you. I mean, who's staying the longest, but who's spending the most money with you. You look, and then you, then you can open up and actually see the clientele, the names and emails of the clients that are in your gym. You start looking at them, you start diving deep and really looking at this. We did this years and years ago. We had took all of our clients, maybe at the time we had 150 clients or 100 clients. And we, as a team, we, we graded everybody an A, B, and C client. Like, who are the ones that we want to work with that resonate with us the most? We got A, Bs, and Cs. We started looking at the A's. And what what are the commonalities that these people had were versus these people? Like, the Cs we didn't really want to attract. What do sure. these guys have in common? Okay, what do these ones have in common? Gave us some pretty cool stuff. And I won't give you the secret sauce on what we decided, but this is something you can do. We did this without anybody ever telling us yeah. how to do it or what to do. It It just came to me and I was like, this is what we got to figure out. If we're trying to get more of the clients we want to train. Know more about those clients. Exactly. Yeah. There's
1: power in that. And like, it's, it's, it's funny. And maybe it's just the whiskey. Oh no, we're mix. flowing. Baby. But, no, <laughs> but I mean, with this thread, right? How many, I guarantee we could look at your clientele base mm-hmm. If we asked the question, we would have an answer, and therefore we could use that back into marketing, back into again, just using the data to ask what question. Ask. What's your favorite wine? Mm. Like in your facility, just knowing your clientele and where you know, like where this yeah. area is and stuff like that—that that is a huge aspect of a lot of these clients' lives. Oh, they love the wine. I know what it is. Well, I can't complain. I mean, I do too. Vino, vino. But, but, but it, it, to, to my point was. I'll take whiskey what, over wine. What do? You, oh, I'm. I might be fifty fifty. 50 You
0: can't those be on, like two, can't be on too whiskey much Wednesdays over. anymore. Are too mi- what, what are we gonna do? do. We're gonna do wine down Wednesdays. Yes, maybe we will. <laughs> no, all right. Thanks. Um, I guarantee everyone's laughing their asses off right now. Wine down. Wine
1: down Wednesday. Wind Wednesday. I'm gonna just sneak a couple bottles in here. Thirsty one day and Thursday. Like, Look at what we're doing. Um, but what I was getting at was you can take the data. From the personalities, from the buying practices, from the yeah, the way that your avatar client operates outside of your gym, use that data to find other individuals that fit that criteria. That's mm-hmm. again back to the whole lookalike alike audience. And probably
0: before Facebook, that really wasn't. I mean, you would have the the data, mm-hmm. you would have the info, but you couldn't do anything with it. Yeah, exactly. At like, this what, what, point, what it, we can. Where we are, the seats that we're sitting in now. You can go to
1: Facebook and anything that has. Well, I don't. It might have changed since we. I, since I personally was in that seat running Facebook, targeting interests. But I remember when I was in that seat, a hundred thousand likes to a brand gave the advertising platform
0: the ability to target. Oh, there's a major it, there's brand, no number that matters anymore. Okay, even even greater. So if some, you know some do and some don't. Like there's ones that have a million, you can't even target. You those can't fans. target them. It's just strange.
1: Well, imagine this. All right, so you know that there maybe your local, maybe something in your local area uh, in fitness, right? Maybe you have a local brand that dominates the fitness clothing line. Like everybody in your gym wears the same clothes, like Lululemon, right? maybe that you can target that you
0: exactly you can target that you know what
1: i mean like if when it comes to looking for more people to serve look for people that look like those that are handing you money every month
0: yeah yeah no i i agree you know the unfortunate thing which mm-hmm. all this is conceptually very smart and the unfortunate thing if you're in a small town you're probably not gonna be able to leverage this stuff i mean if you're in manhattan you you've got millions of people in a two mile radius dimitri our buddy Dimitri, if you're listening,
1: he is listening. He listen. This is exactly what we were talking about recently. About he was comparing demographics and in sizes of yeah. who he's targeting to you know traditionally our advice as far as what we try to yeah you know capture as far as an audience and things like that. And he's like, well, how come I have and Tim's talking about seventy. I was like. You're in Toronto. Yeah, Toronto's a like your, pop- very your your dense population. He goes, "Well, is that a good thing?" I go, "It's great. You thing. have a lot more people to speak to in a relatively similar uh-huh. geographic area. So, yeah, you you have more people to pluck out of of that pool, if you may." Which is great. I would rather have more than less. Absolutely, but again, he probably spends. A little bit more for the competition in an area
0: like that. Yeah, it's got a lot of competition, even
1: though you know the affluence of, of the averages might
0: play into that too. But dude, this is I was is in, the it, I was in Canada it. with him. I know nobody's from there. Nobody's from Canada. It was in weird. well, in Toronto, nobody was from there. They were they are <laughs> from like India and Russia, and there was a yeah. lot of Persian. I'm like, dude, where are the Canadians? <laughs> well, one you went to T- Toronto I've is never probably been there, yeah. Too. Toronto is probably one of the most culturally diverse cities in Canada. Yeah. Uh, It's totally different than the US in the regards that when you get off that plane in Canada, it says, welcome to Canada, where we welcome everybody. No, that ain't happening, (laughs) that ain't happening here. (laughs) They welcome everybody. Good for them. uh, Well, to the same degree, like I
1: joke all the time that Phoenix is the farthest west suburb of Chicago. Well, Well, there's a lot of Chicago. I mean, you could literally target. What do you call them, (laughs) Chicagoans?
0: What do you call them? (laughs) Friends.
1: Uh, as long as you're not from the South. Side well, Phoenicians.
0: We call everybody from Phoenix Phoenicians. What are you, know. Chicago? Chicagans? I don't know. Well,
1: this nope. sounds familiar. Hang on. There might be a, a SNL, like, uh, what's the group? What's that group? The Superfriends? There oh, might be a Superfriends or something super fans. along. Superfans. Yeah, thank you. Superfans or one of those types of things that was about that.
0: Chicagans, Chicagoans. <laughs> I like it. Like, what do you. We'll look it up, If yeah, somebody can give us that answer. All right, so going it. back to the. The task at hand, we're talking about niching down, niches for the riches. I'm
1: going to... Coin it. Let's go. Coin it. Niches for, I, it's probably coined already. Don't worry. It'll be on every
0: other podcast in a month. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. Don't be surprised if everybody's talking about the niches for the riches it, in a couple of months or in a month. What is it that, What is your identity? What are you pushing towards? What is your marketing message? You can't be everything for everybody. Stop looking at the shiny ball. If you're this... I mean, let's, let's, let's be honest. If you have a single service and we're trying to bring small group training in, that doesn't mean you're going against what we're saying at all. We're talking about- We're finding your process in the studio. Yeah, in the studio. PS. So so let's even dive deeper. And if we're talking, okay, if you know that everybody in our, in our clientele here at Pulse likes wine, guess what? Wine night. Well, mm-hmm. or incentivize- Wine or night.
1: Wine nights. Um, and when again, back to if, if you're not part of our GPS portal- there's there's strategies, marketing strategies for all of these types of things. Mm. But wine nights, incentivize. Like we, we talk about the client experience all the time. The difference between a referral for monetization. I bet I'm going to challenge Tim and I, I might just bring this up to Zach and just skip,
0: skip the mix. The challenge. You know my answer is your, go talk to Zach.
1: Right? Yeah, well, good. Yeah. One, yeah. we've put you in that seat. Maybe your referral for a single month is that $150 bottle of wine. Or a two hundred dollar bottle yeah. of wine, yeah. or a two hundred and fifty. You know what I mean? Like that might mean more to the person who's doing the referral than two hundred fifty dollars cash. Well, or the cash the, isn't going to do nothing. Well, we know this. The points, back to the points and maybe,
0: <laughs> points and wine. Points and wine. I, I, I. I'll bring it up. I'll bring it up. It Probably would. It would go a long way with the majority exactly. of the clients.
1: I mean, like first of all, we. And you're in. You guys are all listening. You're in business. You go through the same trials and tribulations you need to find ways of keeping the same people interested in in doing the same activity so instead of just continually having points be the the award mm-hmm. if you if you may throw a throw something in the mix throw, twist yeah, it up or or a wine flight a wine of the month club
0: three months there or
1: you know what i mean like some of that stuff yeah goes it'll go a long so way. long with some of those people or
0: so. you know what i bet you there's a whiskey fans in, in the in here too <laughs> Whiskey Wednesday, baby. Sorry, we're we're topping off for those
1: that are are listening along.
0: Hey, Tim Lance here. And I just want to give a quick shout out to everyone out there surviving the day-to-day chaos of the fitness business. You know, you're showing up every day and you got people counting on you. I know it's not easy, but you're doing it. So keep on going. But listen, if you feel like it's getting to be too much, and you wanted to get some support so you can get out of the struggle and get into real growth, then I highly recommend that you check out our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator program at winninggym.com grow. Go check it out, sign up, and let's get you on track for some easy wins and get back to growth mode. All right, once again, the link is winninggym.com grow, and now back to the show. So here we are talking about the uh dude we're gonna are we gonna crush this whole thing it's wednesday
1: <laughs> anyway back to the topic at hand. yeah um anyway well, well but one of the things that you were getting at versus um it's not just about you and the service that you're doing and knowing who you serve but it's about other opportunities that come along back to the conversation we had as far as the online option versus let's get When you have, as an entrepreneur, when you have other things coming along that seem like good ideas, if it takes you outside of your normal operating systems, if it takes you away from your avatar client, if it takes you away from your normal service, the problem or excuse me, the solution that you provide to your marketplace is problem, wait on it. Make sure that the systems that you have
0: are, good are first. in place first. Yeah, so you're talking about one of our clients. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we yeah, have one sure. of our clients that, uh, you know, we'll just, we won't name names, but he went to an event. He came back all fired up, you know, as many people do. They go to events, like digital marketing events. they come back, like, I'm going to do this online program, and we're going to do this for this type, you know, client, and, you know, it's going to be guys, and then in the gym, we're doing, you know, mostly female, and we're mostly doing boot camp, but then I'm going to do this online thing. Whoa, sl- pump the brakes mm-hmm. for a second. Yes, we're not telling anybody you shouldn't have two different brands and two different, you know, businesses, but let's get this one dialed in before yes. we, cause what's going to happen is all the, the work and things that you put into one business are going to start falling and crumbling. If they're not solid yet, if they're not a good built built to grow on a solid foundation, hashtag built yeah, to grow, yeah, yeah. if they're not built on a solid foundation and you start switching gears and and this happens to almost everybody. Like, What's the next best thing? I'm gonna go do that, and you know, and you're afraid of this FOMO, right? Fear of missing out. I on think it's the, the thing. Like we just we want the result.
1: You know what I mean? So when you see something new, like the idea of like, hey, I can get a result real fast. As I a think part, we were as far as a doing you know, it's the,
0: interesting. The, uh, right now, it's probably that way more than ever because the people that have been in business for five years or more, if you didn't jump on the Facebook bandwagon when it popped you missed the boat and the Entirely. fear of missing bo- the fomo fomo fear of missing out is higher now because either you jumped on or you didn't jump on but you know that that if you didn't you missed you missed that entire so yeah. when something new comes out everybody's like over Gotta there do it. Gotta tiktok do it. right give me that a that break so- guys okay well you see it from the digital marketing side right tiktok great if you ever been on there it's uh, no i won
1: i refuse to because the only thing i see of it is nothing I want in my life or my
0: clients doing. Right. And that's the thing. It's horror. Like, I hate it. It's the it's, I got on it because I was interested, because I feel like I have to go look at it for, so we can talk about on it. Just knowledge, right? Yeah. yeah,
1: exactly. We Like, we have to be in that seat ahead of the people. And, I, like, and,
0: and to be super clear and cut, like, uh, for gyms, I don't, unless you're doing youth, like, 13 and under, I don't see what the point is of going there. It's all it's all semantics around being viral. Like,
1: what can I do to be get likes, Or not views
0: and followers and subscribers? And like, if you have the attention, then you can make the money. But yeah, maybe in something else, but not in the fitness business. Nobody cares exactly. And here, that's a bu- that is the
1: wrong traffic source uh-huh. for gym owners to be investing in. Good, that is yeah. a solid point, guys.
0: Take that to the bank yeah.
1: because it, it'll. It'll make you more money in the long
0: run. Well, yeah, you can be, be there and grow, grow your audience, but it's not for your gym. It doesn't for... mean,
1: yeah, exactly. Like, the likes don't equate to dollars in the bank in a personal trading business. Mm. Nobody cares about your, perfect. Well, let's go back to the whole conversation we had in our last podcast about the egos and the unprofessionalism in the gym and all of these things. Yeah. If you want to have the biggest following on Facebook and be the biggest ego out there, great. But I guess what's the beauty of that is he makes less money than the people who have the systems and the the true solution.
0: Great great example I'm using a lot of my presentations that that girl that uh, had 2.8 million followers yeah. that couldn't, couldn't sell, sell, sell 36 couldn't sell 36 t-shirts to, to so she she posted like hey you know I've got this big brand coming out we're going to do t-shirts and blah 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 pre-order now she had 2.8 million followers couldn't get 36 sales for t-shirts. I guarantee you can go out on the corner here and sell thirty-six shirts. Thirty-six shirts is the minimum order for whatever the printer was that she yeah. was using. Yeah, two point eight million followers does not equal cash in the bank. Not we live you know, in
1: a com- very weird time where, you know, social media I don't think social media is I mean, social media has a, a very the ad platform. Like there is a, there's a lot of good, useful even content even your ability to t- to speak to push your inclined, your, your message out yeah, yeah. like all of that's beneficial people people lack the understanding of just because people follow you for this doesn't mean that they're interested in what you have to sell mm-hmm. and that there's a big transition Dude,
0: there. I, I don't have shit for followers on instagram hey guys if you want to go follow <laughs> yeah, you me wanna, you wanna t- tim lyons jr at instagram go follow me I could tell you, I probably make a lot more money than guys that are with one hundred fifty, two hundred thousand followers. They're not doing anything with it, right?
1: But that's but that's the thing. It's where is the importance in your? What do you define as importance in at your Tim life? Tim J.
0: Tim <laughs> at Tim Lyons Junior. at <laughs> Tim Lyons Junior. Instagram. I just want to get over two thousand followers. I came late to the game. Man. I'm gonna I'm gonna share Tim's Instagram yeah. on my Instagram. We're gonna cross
1: promote, okay? dude. Yeah, <laughs> Ta- tag me, guys. Tag me in your all next your post. all your workout. and
0: well, here,
1: no let let's what? take let's take it to the way that that's kind of a, a fun little challenge. Let's oh let's, bring it. let hashtag allow, challenge. Well, because we can do that for our clients or our, our listeners for the same way that their followers do the same thing. Challenge your people in your facility for the same way that we're challenging you. You've learned something from us if you have, and you feel confident on giving us credit for, then give us credit. Like, hey guys, things have great. Hashtag Built to Grow podcast. Sign up or um, attach Tim at my tim handle at tim Lyons Jr. dot yeah, com or, or at tim timlyonsjr. But take that challenge to your clientele. Take that to your facility. When you have clients in your gym that are excited about the results, allow them to take that to their
0: yeah. Tag you and tag
1: a, you. Yeah, this is a trickle down, guys. Let's do this.
0: Oh, we're well, doing it. We're doing a. We're doing a Hashtag challenge or a, a well, handle don't challenge? We're, we're not making it formal necessarily, <laughs> but but
1: for the same reasons, again, that we we bring ideas. We bring tactical things that you guys can implement in your business. Have a good This idea. is us doing it, asking you guys to
0: support us.
1: Turn around and ask your clients to do the same thing.
0: Yeah, ask them to give a review on Google. I mean, for sure. Yes, go- yes exactly. And, do, and just have those one-off conversations because, you know, like we've said a million times before, a negative review, you don't need to ask anybody. They're gonna go blast your ass. They're gonna go to Yelp, fucking uh, uh, <laughs> Google. They're gonna post it on Facebook. They're gonna fly a banner on the back of a plane. They call their stepmom. They're gonna have they're a. Gonna, f- they're gonna do a skywriter and <laughs> you know that cloud smoke. It's gonna be like a bad review about your business. But if you, they get a good review,
1: nah. they're not gonna do it.
0: So you gotta ask them. Just ask them. Just say hey. You know, Randy, you having a great uh, time here at Pulse? Yeah, great. You know, can, can you do me a huge favor? And just, here's the link. Go click on uh, Google. You know, it would be really great to have a great review from you because we would love to work with more people like you. And it'll get done. It'll get done. I mean, we did it that day. Remember, we were like, hey, can we get a testimonial from you? We just got it got it done. So, yeah. Yeah, but if it's a negative review, watch. Anything, you don't even need to do anything. That review is coming. So don't piss anybody off, but get a good go ask for the good review, yeah, and then yeah. I know a lot of people do this in their gyms, and this is a little kind of a little old school, but they'll they'll go in and tag like all their clients in a post. I don't know how I feel about that, but it's it's a quick way to get that message out to everybody real quick
1: there There's still a lot about the social media ecosphere that we're learning, like how are we how can we engage our clients versus piss them off? how can we engage? Yeah. How can we bring people together? Do yourself to a way? favor
0: and don't post a before and after photo of your clients without them knowing about it first. Don't do it. I, I mean, I'm not saying that. Yeah, not, I was going to say that's not like a, that's not. That doesn't have it for me, <laughs> but I'm just telling you, I can imagine. Yeah. You got, you take that down. I'm, you know, they're embarrassed and then tagging them. It was, dude, don't do that.
1: But here's the thing.
0: In your business, you have,
1: you have clients You've got those that you know are—I don't, I don't want to say at risk, but aren't bought in yet. I'm mm-hmm. sure you—you know—I'm sure your team could tell you who those people are that they're experiencing things, but the, they are just—they're the not bought in the yet. Yeah, clients? More, more often than that, they're fresh, they're new. And then you have your pro- your promoters, your promoters, in your business make you more money than all of the rest combined.
0: Oh, for sure. You've all got those clients that have referred five, seven, eight, ten people to you. Those are the ones. Find
1: you- ways of taking care of the people who are putting thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars into your bank account as a result of, of the results, the experience, the belief, the buy-in. Take care of those people. That's the, Maybe that's the, the heart of the conversation that we're having. Like the That's your avatar clientele. Identity. No, that is your... Jim's identity know who those clientele are find ways of incentivizing them we could do it through automation we can have that conversation we and we, do- we could we could literally send them gifts based upon their activities well I know you can
0: send them gift cards you could send them brownies cookies all that stuff you can do um probably wine of the month club well you can sign up for one you sign them up for wine of the month club you can do that Anyways, long story short, be all in on your identity. If you're going to be the 50 and over crowd, be all in on the 50 and over crowd. Talk to them the way that they need to be talked to. Have the environment that they want to train in. Have the events that cater to them. Yeah. And then good things will happen.
1: Make sure your website matches the look and feel. Guys, I take the calls. I take the initial calls. The first thing I do before I get on a call with anybody is I vet
0: Look at the, the website. Yeah, I so. look at
1: their website. I look at their social media. I look at all of the things. How? What is a client seeing of this gym before I get on the call? Because I don't you ultimately- go, You're like, going as a, as a client. Yeah. I, with the exception of calling and showing up at a gym uh, nationwide, worldwide, I'm cold. I'm shopping them, right? Yeah, you got to figure out what they're all about. 90% of the gym websites that I open up are, client, are stock photos. If I see one more image of the damn woman in a sports bra, <laughs> in a plank with an orange and fucking black ball in front of her in a, in a website, guys, stop everybody, using ha- stop using the same stock images everybody is using. If you're not confident, asking your clients, bake it into your process. We did this, we went through this years ago. Tim and I used to be in the seat where we asked our cli- every single client, we're running their marketing. The gym we asked owners. The gym owners. Yeah. We asked gym owners to provide us with current client photos, before and afters, training photos, whatever, either way. Never. It, there was so much refusal around their ability to do it. Your clients don't care. You're, you care. You guys Well, are, You, you got to ask. Exactly. You have to ask. But more often than not, we were told, my clients won't do that. I can promise you they will because I know I we've been in the gyms. We've worked with thousands of them over the last five years. We I know emphatically if you bake this into your process, your clients won't think a thing of it. The people that are supporting, they want you to succeed. They want the brand to succeed. They want to invest in you as much as you want to invest in them. Create the relationships Make it known that you care about them. All of that stuff weighs way more than hey, you took my photo? You took my my before and after photo. No, these people want to help their friends yeah. and the people they the care take about away, come take, into the Yeah,
0: takeaway is just just ask. Don't assume, right? If they don't if they don't want to, cool. Don't don't do it. Well, yeah, you don't need to push yeah. anyone to do it. We we built it into our contracts, but we're still gonna ask. Like, yeah, they can come back and say I never told Yeah, you did, but no problem. We'll take it out. So anywho, back to identity. Focus on what you have. I really like the ABC clientele. If you just printed out a list with your next team meeting, and you just went through every client and graded them A, B, or C. You'll find out real quick who the clients that you want to train. Because let's be honest. We all want to attract the best of what, you know, because then it makes it, your day go real clean. You don't you you know when you see that guy or girl on your schedule that you just don't want to train. they take energy from you they always bitching about everything let's not talk to let's not attract any more of them. Let's just go work on this a squad and then your marketing talks to that squad and then you like dive deep and you start looking at where do they shop how old are they where do they yeah. live what's their gender what's their race what's the one well, like what do they drive like all these things will go into you're targeting your ideal clientele.
1: I want to make something just real clear too, just for our beliefs. We I don't care what you look, feel, like, like none of that matters with with a business. Like know know the people that want to buy from you. Just speak more to that person. It doesn't have to be a belief, a religion, a decision. Like yeah, there are characteristics about the people that are doing that. But just use the data to to do that. Like it's it's not a it doesn't have to be a choice, like a hard belief. Just allow the data to tell you who's spending the money and reinvest in the people that want to be with you. You guys know your clientele. Speak to your clientele.
0: Perfect. All right. We good? I think we're great. <laughs> All right. 10 4. All right. So that's it for this episode, guys. Go do that. Go do that little uh, kind of challenge of the ABC. I think you'll find out a lot about your business and your clientele. Until next time, here's a Whiskey Wednesday shout out. Keep changing lives. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Built to Grow podcast, where we help gym owners win.